Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. As you may have noticed, I have no voice, and that's because I just got off a plane from Vegas, and now I'm doing a podcast. Greg, say hello. Did you notice that I sound different this week? You sound great, and that's because you're in a sound studio. That's right. We're big time in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking this next level, bro. I got a Chromebook that I got on Amazon Prime Day. Ooh. I'm in a sound booth. I have a producer here with me. We're going next level. Right. Next- I, I was ready to cancel this podcast, and then the Rangers were like, hey, you want to go to bed? That's funny. I'm going to do things. <laughs> they, they did. They did a lot of things. They do that. So here's the All run- while you were flying. Yeah, right. I'm going to die on this podcast, to be honest. But uh, here's the rundown of things we're talking about today. Saying goodbye to Broussard. Bye, buddy. Uh, signing JT Miller and having him stick around for two more years and uh, critiquing that. Uh, different contract there. Met the Mackerel signing and uh, an AHL prospect signing. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what happened to me in Vegas. And then we're going to move on with life. Fact. Love Fact. it. Facts only. Want to start with the big news with Broussard? Yeah, the news today. So the Rangers traded Derek Broussard into the seventh round pick to the Ottawa Senators for our uh, our new friend Mika. Uh, you, you, say it, you say it. You say it. I won't say it. You say it. <laughs> Mika. Zabanejad is what I'm going. That's the one. Zabanejad. Zabanejad, uh, and a second round pick in 2018. Um, the second round pick is really what makes this deal unbelievable. Right, 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 right. And I think the problem a lot of Ranger fans had today is Broussard was such a fan favorite that it hurts to trade him. But you have to look at this trade um, objectively, and fact of the matter is. Mika is five years younger than Broussard. They put up very similar numbers last year. He's 23 years old. He's already twice scored um, 20 goals plus in a season. Last year was the first year in his career. He played a full 81 games and had 50-plus points. He's cheaper, which is important for the Rangers right now. The Rangers are saving about $2.35 million off the cap. Right, and they're paying for Broussard, correct? They pay they pay $2 million of Broussard's money to uh, Ottawa? Ooh, I did not see that. Did they do that? I think they did that, yes. But I don't think it counts against our cap somehow. The Senators are so cheap. That's part of the reason why they did this trade because Broussard's cap hit is $5 million, but they actually only have to pay him after this year three and a half and then $3 million in the final season. Is that and, is that because we're I, – I know I sound very ignorant as a Ranger podcast host right now. Is that because we're paying it or is that not the case? No, that's just how the contract broke down. The Rangers front-loaded it. Oh, so they okay. Broussard the... never, never mind. I misunderstood that when I was reading it on the plane. Mostly because yeah, I no, can't no. think. So the cap hit is just the average of the contract, okay. right? Yes. And the Rangers paid Broussard more money early on in the contract as opposed to late. They front-loaded it, which is, you know, you're paying more for the player you wanted him to be as opposed to the back end of the contract. Right, which so, makes sense. That's common in hockey. I just misunderstood that. My bad. Yeah, My bad, all yeah. my listeners. I'm not even alive right now. I'm happy you're just making words right now. I can't even believe I'm here. um, So at face value, it's kind of like it's hard to explain. The Rangers really didn't improve in this deal, but they have room to improve because Mika can develop into a better player than what Broussard is. Broussard is kind of maxed out, and we've talked about this before, how – He's done progressing. What he is is what he is. Yeah, it was time to sell high in this situation. You you got the best season at Broussard you've ever gotten, his all-time point lead here, and now you're going to sell high because you don't believe he's that good. 
And listen, I love Broussard. He was a great Ranger. I'm gonna root for. I'm gonna root for him on the Senators. But you know, not 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 saying he's not that good. I mean, he's a very good he's player. Solid. He's, a solid, he's a solid. Really solid he's a hockey solid player. Center. He's great. Top six center on a playoff team. It's just, you know, the if you're gonna be able to get this kind of player for Broussard and a second round draft pick, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. And I I I am really surprised what the Senators gave up to get Broussard. Now I know Broussard is familiar with the new coach. Uh, Guy Boucher was his junior's his coach, junior's from coach, what yes. I understand. Yes. So there's familiarity between those two. But what it comes down to from what I've seen from Senator fans and beat reporters is the Senators just – they had no interest in paying Mika when he became – he's a restricted free agent next year, the unrestricted the year after that. But next year is the year where you'd have to extend him if you really want him. And from what it sounds like, he's going to get the Broussard contract that the Rangers already paid, the Senators just didn't want to give him that contract. So they shipped him off for a similar player now. Broussard's definitely going to help him this season. And the way I've explained this is Broussard is more of a constant. You know what you're going to get. He's safe. Where Mika... This is a huge upside play. It's huge upside. Yeah, the kid's huge tw- upside play. The kid's 23, and this is a, we've talked about this before. This is a young man league now. We're yep. we it's it's speed kills and young guys have good legs. I mean I, I know that sounds crazy, but that we're getting an old. We're an old team, and getting younger is important if, for the future of this team. Of course, Broussard's a great player, and I want him on my team for the next two years. But this is a deal that you just can't pass up. And you and I talked about this before the podcast, where if we were like if this was a fourth round pick, we would still be like, yeah, that was a good deal. Yep, yep. Because I mean, draft picks if they weren't even involved in this deal, I think you'd have to call it a good deal because we've talked about the Rangers need to get younger. We've talked about them needing to get more dynamic. Uh, I guess we haven't talked about them needing to get more Swedish, but that is clear. All Rangers do is get more Swedish constantly. It's it's a good deal. The, I, I understand why some Ranger fans, the knee-jerk reaction to it was um, outrage and being upset because, quite honestly, Derek Broussard is a fan favorite. And it hurts to trade away a fan favorite. It is not easy, but well, we've also traded away not just one bromance in Hagland, but two bromances in Broussard now. Yeah, Matt Zuccarello is hurting, man. He's having a he, tough time. He was like, he was like, I took a discount to stay here, <laughs> and you're just trading my friends. But maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> Zbad is what we're gonna call him, just because I, I don't, don't want to butcher his last name. I like that. I like Zbad. I'm into him. dude. Maybe he's a bro. Maybe we're actually helping Zuccarello out here. Right? Yeah, he's like gonna get Zook out of the house. He's hanging out on a Tuesday night, getting pizza. It's it's a when it comes down, push comes to shove. It's a great trade. The Rangers they got a very good draft pick. They got a great player that, you know, even if they can't extend them, they got two years of this kid. And if it they they could always swing a trade next off season if it doesn't work out. Yeah. And they're giving themselves options, which is something the Rangers have not had many options of now. While we've said nice things about Zbad, let's be honest. This trade does not um, address any of the key areas the Rangers had deficiencies in coming into this offseason. Not even a little bit. Doesn't help them defensively. Uh, Rick Nash was not involved in the making of this trade. I'm still convinced that Rick Nash will be traded for a defenseman somehow this season. It, I think it's going to happen. It's one of those – you and I talked about this uh, last week in the mailbag. It's just the Rangers – need to stop trying to trade the 2011 Rick Nash and understand they're trying to trade the 2016 Rick Nash. And once they have that internal dialogue with the front office, I think we'll start seeing more moves made. 
between uh, the Rangers and Rick Nash on that front. I tend to but, agree with you, except he, you know, he's got that ten-team uh, trade limit. Right, but at the same time, you know what? This deal proves that you don't have to make all your moves on July first in order to make an impact. And the Rangers did some good work in this deal. Hats off to Jeff Gordon and the front office crew. It's a good trade. I. I have nothing but good things to say about this trade. It makes perfect sense from a building your team for the future kind of uh, standpoint. So my, my first reaction, um, and by the way, can I crap on the New York Ranger app real quick? Whenever I get a push notification for it and I open it, it crashes. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that happens to you, but or something. I, 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 I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't have. Why well, I got the notification it was like Brassard traded, and I flipped out because I was on a plane and half alive. I um, see. Now I thought I was the one breaking the news to you. I no. gave you the. I think I gave you the classic. Uh oh. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of knew. I kind of knew, but I, I played along with you. Um, yeah, that was very nice of you. I respect Thank that. you. Thank you so much. Uh, but having a. That app sucks, is what I'm saying. But I am all for this trade. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad the shakeup's coming. This is what this team needed. Um, and I'm excited <laughs> to watch this guy play, to be honest. It's step one. This this can't be the only thing the Rangers. This is not the only thing. And this is why we didn't go through the lines, because it just doesn't make yep. sense. Yep. And it's a great trade. And if the, But as great as this trade is, if this is the only move the Rangers make, it's a failed offseason. And I think you and I would agree with that. We need one more move. Uh, we're not going to buy out Girardi this year, and I'm never going to talk about him the rest of this podcast. But we're not buying him out, and we're going to buy him out next year, and we're, we're going to roll with him. So that's that would like I would like that to happen, but it's not. And then we're going to try and trade Rick Nash for a defenseman, and then I'd be pretty satisfied, to be honest. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh i i still think there's something that's going to happen with chris Kreider, one way or the other and th- i will say to relate this back to the z bad trade they did open up that extra cap space so i'm thinking maybe there is a Kreider extension coming down the pipe and they just didn't want there wasn't maybe there wasn't enough money for them to do a Kreider extension hayes and keep Rassard. maybe this way it helps them push the buck a little bit they don't have to worry about a Z-Bad extension until next year. Yep. And then they open up a little bit more cap space next year. They're going to lose some players to Vegas in the expansion draft, which helps them open up even more space. So Yeah, he's setting up for the future, and that's what this team needs. We This, this, this trade might really help the Rangers sign Kreider to what might be a $4.5 million a year extension. And, right. Uh, you know, I've been the one saying that I thought the Rangers were going to trade Kreider all offseason long, but... This trade, you know, maybe, maybe he sticks around. He might. Uh, maybe he'll develop finally. <laughs> Let's not count our eggs before they hatch here, buddy. Speaking of uh, signings, we did sign JT Miller to a two-year deal, which was heavily criticized on the interwebs, uh, saying that we should have signed him to uh, a longer-term deal, because especially since we got him so cheap, was at what I believe, without any research and without Googling, because I'm almost dead, a $2.6 million contract. Got you, B. Hold on. You got me, dog? Yeah. See, not only am I in a sound booth now, I also bought what is called a Chromebook on Amazon Prime Day. Which so you mentioned. I, you mentioned. I, uh, uh, cap hit of um, 275 Okay. Year. All right. That was close. So, having Miller on that contract is, is, is very good. But I know you have a hot take about this, which is... Well, it's not that I have a hot take. You and I agree. It's, we totally, very, it's not really a hot take. It's, we totally, totally agree. It's, there were hot takes out there calling this a poor decision by the Rangers because people wanted JT Miller locked up longer. And in reality, you know, my whole thing, this is to me, I like making things baseball. Uh, Do you? No, tell me the truth. <laughs> this is like signing a guy 
uh, to buy out a couple of his arbitration years. You're, there's no need to dump money on a player that, quite honestly, is un, is still kind of unproven for his career. We're talking about a guy here. Last year was the first year where he played a full 80-plus game season. He had a good year. I am not going to deny that. 22 goals, 43 points, and a plus 10 rating. And a very hot two through weeks. Incredibly he was, hot. He was, he was very good last year, but I don't see anything about JT Miller that suggests the Rangers try and lock him into a $4 million a year extension this early in his career. Let him continue to develop. Let's see what we have. This, put, uh, this is, again, the Rangers pushing the buck a little bit down the road with their cap figure. They do not need to invest big money in a player who really, he's made appearances for the Rangers in four different seasons, but only once has he played 80-plus games. Let's see if he can build on his strong season. And if he can, this is a good problem to have because then you have a valuable trade chip. You have a player that's performing worthy of a top six forward position on what could be a playoff team. I just, I didn't see the need for the Rangers to try and lock this guy up for four or more years. That I don't, I don't see it in the numbers for the Rangers to have to do that. You I, know what I, I feel mean? the same way because Kevin Hayes uh, had an amazing first year up when he was playing for us. Uh, I think he's, what was that? It is a perfect example. And I think yeah. that's the guy you and I talked about as someone that this is why you, you want to hedge your bet as opposed to going all in so early on a player, just to look at Hayes' numbers. So he played 79 games as a rookie. He had 45 points, very similar to JT Miller, 17 goals, 28 assists, and a plus 15 rating. And last year, in another 79-game season, dropping points down to 36, 14 goals, 22 assists, and he just didn't look like the same player. He looked slower. He looked overmatched at times. And imagine if the Rangers locked him up to a long-term extension after his rookie year. We'd be like, wow, look at that, classic Rangers not being able to. Yeah, we would be pissed. And just just think about this. So, J-team, um, Kevin Hayes, 158 career games, 81 points, plus 19 rating. J-T Miller, 196 games, 76 points, plus 2 rating. Right. They're very similar players, and I don't see anyone yelling for Kevin Hayes to be extended for four-plus years. Well, that's because it's recency bias. When Kevin was up as a rookie, technically, he was an incredible. He was playing really well at center on the third line. Um and JT Moore's had one year, so JT Moore has a soft a sophomore slump this year. It's going to be a, it's a it's bit. a good contract. You're you're buying out the headache that is the recurrency of RFA discussions that we're seeing with Kreider. That leads me to think that there might be a trade just because the Rangers and Kreider they can't agree on any kind of long term deal or any bridge contract. So, look, two years, cheap price. This is a movable asset if you want to try and package him for a bigger piece or more draft picks. It's a tradable contract for a young, skilled player. And you know what? Maybe he continues to develop. Maybe he earns a bigger five, six million dollar a year contract. That's a good thing. That yeah. means he's outperforming his contract. I just the people that had the hot take saying the Rangers should have signed JT Miller for longer were a bit a little outrageous to me. The hot takes I, I was not on that campaign. Didn't understand it one bit. I'm I'm with you, buddy, 100. percent And I can't uh, by and by that I mean, right now physically, I'm with you about 30. percent But you are in struggling. this philosophy of JT Miller, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, we're on the same page with that one as well. Speaking of this philosophy, McElrath was signed. Yes, 
and he got eight hundred thousand dollars. So another Which cheap makes sense. Now the interesting thing is with it, is, is, is will AV play him? <laughs> and AV has to. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I think I saw if he plays in less than forty-eight games next year, instead of him being an RFA again next year, he's actually an unrestricted. So oh, that's I did it, not know that. Yeah, if the Rangers don't play McElrath this year, and you know what? It's totally possible that he does not earn the playing time to play in 50-plus games. That's fine. If that happens, I understand. But the Rangers are in a position now where it's not just good to have depth with McElrath. They have to play him if they want to keep him. And we're going to see just how valuable McElrath is to the Rangers' long-term thinking this year because of that. Right, um, and he's he's McElrath, You know, he is what he is. He's a fifth or sixth cent, uh, D man. I almost called him a center. What's happening? <laughs> you uh, are. I'm huh? I'm literally on the edge. Uh, <laughs> but he he'll be good to have in this team. Except this team has uh, maybe five or six fifth or sixth defensemen at this point. He uh, well. Now, if we're living in a vacuum where contracts don't determine who plays, we're living in a uh, we're, we are living in that vacuum in this hypothetical. Yes. Then yeah, I, I I don't see how the Rangers have six defensemen right now better than Dylan McElrath. I just I don't see the numbers. Oh, I, I don't at all. Uh, but he'll he'll definitely get playing time. What I'm saying is that most of our defensemen are, are supposed to be on the third line. Yeah, the Rangers have a lot of third line D's. Um, I think you know it's still McDonough and Klein is still an above average pairing in my mind. Yeah, I, I think McDonough is a top line defenseman. I think Klein's very nice and. Uh, Probably I, I think Klein is a little mismatched on a top line. I agree. I think he's a second line uh, guy, and he's, right. he's 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 playing over his head on the third line. And but, it's totally possible that Brady Shea develops quickly. Please, please, Greg, please. But I need it. Even then, we've only listed three guys that I would comfortably put. That's it. I don't, ha- I don't have anyone else. Yeah, it's a hodgepodge of a lot of things. We're going to see a lot of Nick Holden. We're going to see a lot of McElrath. And unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of Girardi install the wonder twins that's just the nature of the wonder twins (laughs) um now we shouldn't i know uh we didn't go over him quickly when we started this podcast we should talk a little bit about the josh jewish signing go ahead you do you know what greg i'll let you handle this one i (laughs) i i don't want to say i know a lot i just know it's encouraging that flames fans were discouraged to lose him they felt he was a player that just wasn't getting enough playing time he's a big body center He's basically replacing Dom Moore. Uh, it's a, another cheap contract. I believe his cap hit is also eight hundred thousand. It's weird that uh, the Rangers are making all these like good moves. It's it's a sneak. It's the my thing on the jurors. It's a move that you shouldn't have a hot take about. Like, it's a good fourth line signing that helps push Tanner Glass off the team, which is good. I think. Do you think despite, that Tanner Glass will actually be off this team? Av is in love with him. Yeah, but at the same time, you now have Jewis, you now have Gerby, yeah. and um, Grabner is going to be floating between that third and fourth line. The Rangers might finally be in a position where they have enough good players where Glass just won't fit. And even if they keep him, he'll just consistently be a healthy scratch. I just think people got really upset. Like, this is another pet peeve of mine. Ranger fans have been clamoring for change all offseason long, and the Rangers – they make a low under the radar move like bringing Josh Jewis, and all of a sudden everyone's like, "What about Dom Moore? I want Dom Moore back!" Like you can't have both, guys. You can either try and move forward and try and make under the radar decent signings like Jewis, 
like Gerby, like Ravner, this Z-Bad trade, or we can just stay at status quo. You can't have both. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not going to happen. I know you love the guys. And I love Don Moore, too. That's not it's not in the question. The thing is, you, you, time has come and gone. you root for the yeah. uniform. That's what it is. And you yeah. want this team to be uh, setting up for the future. We just had an amazing four-year run. And you know what I want to have again? That. And that's not <laughs> happening with this team. I think right now all you want is sleep, my friend. My friend, you could not be more correct. <laughs> um, but the Jira signing is good. We're talking about a fourth-line center that's been good on the penalty kill. And... <laughs> From what flames, flames. From what uh, flames fans have said, you know there might be some untapped potential there. So he's only twenty six. He went to Union College. He's a local kid. Local kid. Good kid. Good kid. Good, local good kid. Kid. Give him a shot. I just don't see the harm in a move like that. Like to get upset or to have a hot take opinion about a Josh Juris signing is really going next level on Rangers Twitter. And I think people need to. Pump the pump the brakes a little I, bit. They had nothing else to talk about. I don't blame them whatsoever. Uh, I guess <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You got to get your rage out. You know they could have been watching Evo twenty sixteen. Oh my right? goodness gracious! Last thing, but before we talk about that, Kovacs, my dear friend. Yeah, nice little uh, entry level contract for Robin Kovacs. Uh, I said this on Reddit today, and I'm sure some people saw it. He's a super intriguing prospect for a team that desperately needs super intriguing prospects. That's like the best way to describe Kovacs. Um, our friend James Clark loves him, from what I understand, uh, from, which from, is always a good from James, to me. Oh, James Clark on Twitter? Yes. What's his, what's, uh, what's his tag? Hello, it's James Clark. Is that what it is? Okay. I, I believe so. Uh, he's a big fan. Um, so if he gets James's stamps of approval, I'm a fan. He's the two-time Swedish Junior League Player of the Year. That's always encouraging. Uh, he's a moderately accomplished goal scorer. And he's fast as all hell in a league that is turning to speed. kills. Yeah, gotta, I, I mean, is he going to see major time with the Rangers this year? I don't think so. I think he's going to be in Hartford for all but maybe like four games. games. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, but the Rangers need super intriguing prospects. And Robin Kovacs fits that bill. And it's good to see him coming over to this side of the pond and making his mark in the AHL, which is still a good developmental league for top prospects. I'm with you. Uh, that's enough Ranger for me today. Anything else you want to mention? Um, Ranger-wise, you know, like the Broussard trade, despite losing Broussard, it's important to note that Kreider's hearing, I believe, is Friday yep. of this week. So by the, time, by the time we podcast next, there will be resolution. And there might be a uh, trade or he might get an extension. Well, we will find out. So stay right. tuned, everyone. Uh, I do think the Z-Bad trade makes it more likely the Rangers will keep Kreider. And, of course, I have no inside information to base that off of. I am not an intern anymore at w, uh, MSG. W WFN. <laughs> I, I don't have the connects like I used to. Like, I was sitting there telling people that don't fucking care about Scott Gomez. Right. Uh, so I, I just it's a gut feeling. I think Kreider is more likely to stay than go. I probably put it at 75, 25 right now. Um Yeah, it no, I think we'll have we'll have a little more clarity on the Rangers rosters and plans and players they do plan on moving uh this time next week. And I think you won't be nearly as hungover, but we need to talk okay. about why you're so hungover. Let let's talk about this. So let's do it. Dear friends listening to this podcast. Right now, we're about to get very nerdy, and uh, let's and let's 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 admit this is so important to us. We're not talking Mets. 
Yeah. We're not talking night of. I'm not, We're not talking anything. We're talking strictly about your weekend. Okay. So I went to Vegas this weekend, Greg. You uh, sure did. And yeah. I went for a convention of sorts. Actually, that's a lie. I went for a tournament. I've been playing a Street Fighter for a very long time. And this is the Super Bowl of Street Fighter called Evolution 2016. And it, yes. it, it so happened that this year was the first year it was on ESPN2. It was. I watched it. I know. Not only did you watch it, many people watched it. Uh, way yeah. more than I would have ever expected. Uh, I've been part of that community for a very long time. And uh, to watch it grow like this has really been kind of phenomenal, to be honest. And here's, You got emotional about it. I cried on a stage, Greg. Uh, <laughs> I saw you do it. I cried on a stage. So let me explain why I did cry on a stage. One of my dear friends, L.I. Joe, uh, he and I go way back, way back in time. Uh, playing in an arcade when I was 16 years old and he would beat me up all the time. Uh, mm. He got top eight at this tournament, which is a huge deal because he was the only American to get top eight at this tournament. Yep. Uh, and... He was a crowd favorite. He had an entire stadium rooting for him. But to get into top eight, he had to beat a player that was considered uh, pretty much a god among the the Japanese community. And I rushed the stage after he won, grabbed him, and pretty much started crying on the spot because he made top eight of a, of a tournament that had over 5,000 players. We've tweeted out the gif of it. We've tweeted oh, out. Did the you? You did. It. You did tweet out the gif. I didn't know. That's I, I did it all because I shamed you for not wearing blue shirt breakaway swag. You were on TV. I don't. So. I, the shirts aren't made yet, Greg. I'm working on. It. Uh, I'm they're working killing on. me. But uh, yeah, but, I haven't watched the ESPN broadcast, but apparently I was on there too, huh? Uh, yeah, because they showed a replay of you rushing the stage the night before. That's... And now, I understand how nerdy this sounds. Okay. It sounds so nerdy. Yeah, we sound like total nerds right now. But I need everyone to understand, I had zero interest in this shit before yesterday. And I sat down because I love Ryan and he's my partner in crime. He asked me to watch this. I said, you know what, Ryan? Going to give you a shot. It was fucking exhilarating. (laughs) It was insane. I was, I was, I haven't met L.I. Joe and I'm very excited to say. Can I tease that he might be on this podcast So next week? there's a good chance, Joe, because uh, I've been friends with Joe for a very long time, and I asked him – I'm going to do two interviews with him, one by myself, when I'm going to ask him a lot of crappy questions like, what's his second favorite color? I'm going to post a video online. And then <laughs> uh, and then an interview with Blue Shirts Breakaway. I want I want to ask him questions. I have so many because I, I had never watched any Street Fighter ever, period, in my life before yesterday, and I watched it. Dude, it's breathtaking. It's literally – the sport it is it is so a sport much- yeah it, when you play it it's really high level advanced chess and it makes me i to since this is a hockey podcast when it's in overtime and someone's rushing the net that's how you feel pretty much the entire time yeah and there were uh, uh, joe in his so joe won joe, a matchup to joe finish beat a player six- named a japanese player named ita yeah, and he was down. Wasn't he down like two games to one? No, and he, he was. He was up. He won three one eventually. But uh, he was he lost the first round. Yeah, he lost right away. Yes. And we were all kind of thinking, ah, oh, well, this it, was a fun story. It might have, might have been over. He was American hero. The, the, I was in Mandalay Bay Center in Las Vegas, and yeah, the entire arena, mean arena, like oh, this an is arena, a, my friends, seventeen thousand seat capacity stadium, fucking full. To the brim as well. And everyone chanting USA for this one kid because he's literally the only American left standing. Yeah, and uh, they were chanting his name, L.I. Joe. The place was cr- electric. Absolutely electric. It was um, amazing. 
It really was. Uh, he they, didn't, they snuck his dad in there without him knowing. His dad didn't didn't he he did not know his dad was there until that moment. It was very emotional. Uh, him and his dad go way back. They're, his dad's a cool cat. Li dad. Really, really. Oh, Li dad. Li dad and Li Joe go way back. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. By that I mean. Oh, yeah, that was obvious. But that I mean, his dad was very supportive of him playing fighting games his whole life. Would bring him to like arcade game arcades when he was like seven years old, and would give him five bucks and like let him go. And guys, that was jacked about it. What was that? His dad was jacked about it. Oh, he's jacked about it. Dude, you have no idea. Like, guys used to... Joe used to beat people so bad in an arcade at, like, Mortal Kombat that they would, like, get angry at him and he was, like, 12 years old. <laughs> um, so... I have so many questions for Joe when he comes on next uh, So week. I'm, I'm hoping he comes on next week and we'll have a nice little chat with him. But I know, I know none of this interests any of you, but if you guys go to, to watch ESPN... I'm pretty sure the and you have an ESPN account or whatever. You can go back and watch uh, Evo 2016. It's it's worth checking out, even if you just like skim through it and like look at the gif of me crying on stage. <laughs> it's it's totally worth it. It was honestly, uh, there were probably about eight nine of us I would say that got together last night and we're just hanging out on like Google Hangouts, just talking to each other about this and getting jacked out of nowhere. It was unbelievable. I again like. <laughs> Don't take my word for it, I guess, because I'm also the guy that, like, gets super into... Like diving? Olympic, Olympic diving? diving. Uh, <laughs> so I guess you could put anything sport-related on a TV, I'll watch it, and I'll absolutely lose my mind over it. But right. this was like, I needed to stand up for a second, walk around my room a little bit, and calm down because I thought Joe was in trouble. And then uh, it was it was, you know, it was great. You know what I'll do? I will try um, tomorrow morning to find the just the Joe match versus Ita when he plays the Ken from Japan. Uh, and I will try and put that on our website. Oh, I will try and do that. I will try and do that for everyone. So if everyone wants to go to Blue Shirts Breakaway tomorrow, BlueShirtsBreakaway.com, that is. Uh, hopefully around mm, midday, I'll have it up. Oh, and speaking of BlueShirtsBreakaway.com, while we're plugging the website, I have filed my first column with you, Ryan. This is and now true. That you're back, I you might actually get that on the website. Once I recover, I will be working on the website, and we will be having columns from you and possibly James Clark in the next week or so. I'm excited. But look, man, you are a trooper. You Thank are you. a legend. You got off an airplane today to do this podcast. Let me just say, uh, before I go, uh, because I'm now Hollywood with L.I. Joe, uh, he, no, I'm not famous, but they did let us in VIP to a Vegas club, which is ridiculous. And yeah, we know why you're hungover right now. You don't need to explain. Okay, all right. I, I was just saying how crazy it was to be there. I've never been to a Vegas club. This is my first time to Vegas and I had uh, access to, uh, let's just say unlimited beverages. Vegas clubs are dangerous, dude. I was not VIP and I got, it was uh, dangerous. but I will, I will return the favor next week. It's my job to get off an airplane and podcast with you. Okay. Sounds good, man. Cause I'm going, I'm going up to New York. It is induction weekend. I told, I know I wasn't going to talk about the Mets, but I got two big weekends coming up. Induction weekend next week. Piazza getting inducted into Cooperstown. Totally forgot I'll, about that. I'll be up, and then the weekend after that, I'm coming up again. The Mets are retiring his number, and I'll be at City Field for that. Very nice, my friend. So if if any of our listeners are going to induction weekend, uh, which is Sunday, this coming Sunday, the 23rd, yep. I believe, is induction day, or if you are going to the Met game on Saturday, July 30th against the Rockies, and you want to say hello, I will be there. I will have a beer in my hand both times you can say hi and you can buy me another beer that's perfectly fine too perfect greg i can't believe i made it through this i will be going to bed but i'm excited dude i'm gonna get out of this sound booth and uh 
I hope to be back in the sound booth next week. Perfect. All right, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Next week, we will talk more Rangers here. Hopefully, we'll have a, a very nerdy guest. And by nerdy, I mean Joe's the coolest guy ever. So no, just putting it out there. And you know what? If you Google like if you Googled Li Joe, you're expecting some like zit faced kid with glasses. You're gonna be. You're in for a nice surprise. <laughs> you're in for a great surprise. Dude's fucking yoke. He's he, unbelievable. He really is. I. I uh... He's the least looking gamer dude I've ever seen in my life, and I think that stereotype needs to go away because of Li Joe. It's true, uh, and a lot a lot of people that play are, are not of that stereotype. But thank you for listening this week. Um, thank you for putting up with my nerdy Street Fighter talk. If anyone has any questions about that, or did they do watch Evo, you can hit me up on the website, or you can hit me up on Reddit at Flaccid Lotus or Blue Shirts Breakaway, and I'll be happy to talk to you about anything. Absolutely, uh, dude. I'm I'm done. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out, man. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. But we'll we'll talk on air again next week.